keeping an eye on what's happening in your backyard, it's back to On the Beat on the Heart. 1340 AM and 1019 FM. It's a Monday on the beat and a nice Monday at that. I'm Tommy Lee. Thank you so much for joining us on 1340 AM and 1019 FM. Our friend Ken Fox at the Elkhart Truth is joining us to uh, round up the world of sports today. What's going on, Ken? How are you doing? I'm good, Tommy. How about you? I'm not too bad. Thank you. Uh, There is, of course, a lot to talk about uh, from the past uh, handful of days in sports not the least of which something that you wrote about last week. Um, what is the possibility of the uh, IHSAA bringing 5A sports uh, reality uh, into reality for uh, our area, and what could that mean for our local schools? I think the door's at least cracked open a little bit, Tommy. Um, Paul Nighting is you know, the new commissioner, and he's kind of, said, okay, we'll take a look at this. I mean, the, the dominance of the, the big schools down in Indianapolis is just really out of control. I mean, they're, they're winning so many titles. I mean, Carmel won seven titles last year. I mean, that's, that's insane. And they're the biggest school in the state by far. Yeah. So it needs to be done. I sure hope it does. I mean, you really need to get some athletic directors and principals behind it. I mean, that's the whole key to it. I mean, if, if they push for it, I think the IHSA will listen and it could happen. You know, that'll open things up for Concord and and Northridge and perhaps Goshen, depending on where the cut line is, Plymouth, Mishawaka, Team South and Adams is another one. Teams like that that, you know, they're sending Carmel up here as a North team on almost, you know, almost every sport. You're talking 5,286 kids. I mean, that's just insane, you know, when you're going up against Concord with 1,600 or, you know, wherever they are, Northridge. Again, same same type of thing. They're even a little smaller in Concord. So in the... In the being fair, I would hope they would do it. I mean, you, you know, there's so many schools down in Indy, Mooresville and Martinsville, and you know the Terre Haute and Bloomington schools, where they're you know they're hitting those big teams that's much more regional. And that's again, that's just that's just not fair. Agreed. Uh, you also had a piece last week uh, in the Elkhart Truth and at ElkhartTruth.com. Ken Fox joining us on the beat. Um, Ken, what are the uh, concerns right now with freshman football for some of the area schools? Uh, there's there's a lot of questions floating about uh, whether or not a lot of frosh football is even going to happen. There is. Um, Plymouth and Goshen both do not have freshman football this year. I mean, Goshen was playing with 13 or 14 kids as eighth graders last year. You know, and that's a big 4A school. 5A in football. So, I mean, that's just surprising. Now, their seventh grade team last year was not only really solid, they had quite a few kids. So, I mean, it's, it's a one-year blip. You know, Plymouth's a 4A school. And, I mean, that's, that's surprising, too. It's, you know, Mike Goshen, you know, great tradition of winning in football. Um, obviously, I'm from Plymouth. I know some people down there, and I'd heard at an Elkhart Memorial football game a couple of years ago that this was coming. The kids are, you know, just – they're not going out for sports down there, and I'm not totally sure what's going on. Now, it sounds like their baseball program is is coming around. They saw that uh, a group just won a 14-under state title. That was their third title. They won at 10, won at 12, won at 14. So that's good. But you know, to see the football program not have a freshman team, and Goshen, too, you know, numbers are down. But then you look at Northridge, brand-new football coach, they've got 50 freshmen out. So, 
where's the answer? You know, it's just it's hard to hard to imagine what's going on. Yeah, and and that has repercussions. I mean, it has impacts later down the road for your JV and varsity programs when you don't have the young freshman kids getting on the field at their own level uh, to really get a feel for the high school game. And you're kind of seeing that at Northwood this year. This is a senior class that did not have a freshman team, you know, four years ago. And you've got two of those seniors that have played varsity football, from what I understand. So now you're you're depending on not only your sophomores and juniors um, to you know fill in a lot of holes. You're probably going to have a lot of kids going both ways, and that's something Nate Andrews doesn't really like to do. But it sounds like he's going to have to this year just because of that small senior class. Yeah, my son Skyler, uh, he had to play both ways uh, at his school up in Michigan uh, when he was a freshman, if I remember correctly, and uh, it it takes a toll on the kids. You know, and you're you're talking that freshmen that are going out, boom, you're going from eighth grade, now you're playing JV, you know, and obviously you don't see a lot of kids move up play some varsity. But, you know, from eighth grade to a JV football kid where you're seeing sophomores and sometimes juniors, I mean, that's a big step, boy. And, you know, now you say, well, do I really want to do this? And, you know, now your numbers are could take another hit. So, like you said, repercussions. Very, very true. Ken Fox joining us from the Elkhart Truth. Let's move on to the bigs. Uh, the Cleveland Indians, rest in peace, 1915 to 2021. Uh, any thoughts on the new Cleveland Guardians name? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, I mean, come on. The Hall of Fame, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is there. You're not the Cleveland Rocks. Come on. Yeah, I, I mean... Come on, there's a built-in theme song if you're the Cleveland Rocks. I'm telling you, come on. <laughs> the Guardians. I, it's like I don't. Did they have a write-in? Did they? Who came up with that? Yeah. You know, I, if people voted. Okay, that's one thing. But if somebody said, "Hey, Guardians, yeah, let's do that," you know, that's a whole different story. <laughs> Speaking as a White Sox fan, uh, honestly, as long as we call them several games behind us in the standings in the division. That's all I really care about from the Cleveland team. I think that's a pretty good bet because you're getting healthy again. So, and you know, Lance Lynn's going to start hitting cleanup. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. It's, but it's you know, you got Eloy team, back. So. I hear your center fielder's coming back, right? Getting you back. Yeah. Maybe this week. I mean, you sees. You guys are awfully good. Yeah. Things. Uh, true. Things do look good. Off, awfully good right now. But uh, speaking as a fan, they've broken my heart in September before. So we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> I just think I just think they're just they're just so solid. You know, they're going to make a trade for a second baseman this week, probably. Yeah, the Sox are looking pretty stacked right now. That's for sure. How are things on the North side? I'm not even sure. I haven't been paying close attention. <laughs> they beat the Diamondbacks, so you know we're on a roll. Hey, <laughs> I see uh, Rizzo and Brian hugged in the dugout last night after a home run. I don't know if it was a goodbye or you know I'm not sure what it was. But <laughs> you're going to see a lot of movement on the North side this week. I really believe that. Yeah. Now, is it going to be Bryant, Kimbrell, Baez, and Rizzo? Oh, boy, I don't know if they'll trade all four of them, but I think three of them could go. I really do. And you've got to get you got to trade Kimbrell just because you're going to get the most for him because he's got another year in his contract. Somebody's going to pick him up like the Cubs did with Chapman and try and win a World Series. Yeah. So, you know, you hope, <laughs> hopefully they get a lot for him anyway. It's still the Cubs. <laughs> Very true. Uh, any thoughts from you, Ken, on the opening weekend of the Olympics? Um, you know, it's off to a normal start, I think. You know, we're looking good in, in swimming. Katie Ledecky had the big showdown with her rival and, you know, just missed out. You know, I saw a race last night 
uh, women's women's race for the top four were separated by like fourteen one hundredths of a second. Yeah, I saw that too. Young lady finished fourth just off the medal, you know, by a fingernail finishing third and by fourteen hundredths of winning the thing. So that you know, that's good and you know, US basketball, I mean, whatever. They don't have a point guard, Tommy. No, they really you know? don't. <laughs> Damon is not a point guard. No. So, I mean they're not gonna win it. I don't think they'll medal. I really don't. They're just it's not that they're a bad team, but you know, you're throwing it together, you know, in two weeks. I mean, how are you going to get any kind? You know, these guys, many of these teams have played together for a long time. You know, it, that's just tough. You know, and the U.S. is is not, uh, you know, they're not signing autographs at halftime with these players like the '92 team did. You know, right. the world's caught up. So, you know, women's soccer, they got they got drubbed three nothing. I mean, that's like. You know, fourteen nothing baseball game. Uh, yeah. So I, then I'm sure they'll see them again. So that'll be a tough, tough little thing. We'll see where their resolve is now. Right. That'll be that'll be good. To come down the line. Ken Fox with the Elkhart Truth. Uh, are there any particular Summer Olympic games that you look forward to the most every time around? Oh, you know, I've been covering swimming at the Truth for a while. I enjoy that, and I was listening to Michael Phelps talk last night, and I was really understanding what he was saying. So that's a good thing for someone that covers swimming. Um, <laughs> right. So, you know, and like I said, the, the closeness of the competition in swimming, really, really, I really enjoy that. And when you get to the finals in track, that's always good. You know, you go through so many preliminaries. Yeah. You get to that final, okay, this is for gold medal, 100-yard dash, 200-yard dash. They've been training all their lives, and it's, you know, down to this moment. And you're like Simone Biles. The pressure on her has got to be, Insane, you know. He's, you know, the greatest of all time. Well, she probably is. There's no doubt. But now she's got to go out there on the stage, no fans, you know, and and try and prove it. Yeah, and and Biles, I understand that she's very serious and she's focused, and uh, there's a lot on her plate. But man, she just looks annoyed out there, just always frowning. <laughs> she does not look happy. You're right. I mean, yeah. and you go, they'll show stuff from four, well, five years ago, actually. And, you know, she's smiling and she's happy, and you're absolutely right. She just looks annoyed. It's not a bad word. It really is. And it's like, well, i got to do this. But Tuesday night, you know, here we go. Yeah. Medals are on the line. So hopefully she can relax a little and stay focused like she is and see what happens. Very true. All right, Ken Fox, sports writer for the Elkar Truth, joining us. We will uh, talk to you again on Friday, my friend. I think that's a good idea. Let's do that. Let's see, let's see what the Cubs look like on Friday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again for checking in, and uh, we will talk to you again at the end of the week. All right. Take care, sir. Ken Fox with the Elkar Truth on the Beat. That'll wrap it up for us on this Monday. Have a fantastic afternoon, and thank you for joining us on the Beat on 1340 AM and 101.9 FM, The Heart. You've been listening to On the Beat, On the Heart, 1340 AM and 101.9 FM. Podcasts by Federated Media.